seven. Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's the Tea, the podcast that gives you football news in the most digestible way possible. We are one week post NFL draft, and you're probably wondering, what could we possibly talk about today? Well, fear not, because we are here to highlight 10 players that we think are either the most relevant for the real NFL or for fantasy football. My name is RJ, and I am here with my co-host, Ryan, today to talk about this top 10 list. How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing great. Uh, I think that the Raiders had a great draft because, uh, you know, for our first round, in the first round, we got Devontae Adams, basically. Nice. I'm sure you guys had a great draft, too. Oh, yeah. Debo's still on the team as of right now, as we recording this. And, you know, you bring that up and right before we recorded this, you know what the Broncos did when the, when, um, the Seahawks were picking at pick oh. nine? They watched Russell Wilson highlights. Wow. And they're like, good pick, huh? <laughs> wow, they got jokes. They got, <laughs> they got jokes. I didn't know so, John Elway was like that. Me neither. So it was it was kind of interesting to see how they were operating in the draft room when they didn't have a pick in the first round. But let's get started for what we're going to do today. Ryan doesn't know what we're doing today, so I'm explaining it to both the listeners and to Ryan. So for today, we have 10 players that we will talk about. And since Ryan, you're a football guy and I am a fantasy football guy, we are going to bounce back and forth to see whether each player will be a better NFL star or a better fantasy football star during okay. their time in the NFL. I like so, that. Yeah. So um, we have 10 players. I think, Ryan, I'd be really interested to see who's on the top of your list. We actually have two separate lists. We kind of rank them on who we wanted to really talk about. So, Ryan. I would like to hear what your first player is. All right. My first player, Christian Watson. Round two, Ooh. pick 34, Green Bay Packers. So Devontae Adams was drafted in the second. And he's a top three wide receiver in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Christian mm-hmm. Watson was also selected in the second. But I think don't get too excited, though, because there could only be one Devontae Adams now that he's on the Raiders. Uh, I think his situation is very good. He has a great QB throwing to him in Aaron Rodgers. And I think the way Matt LaFleur runs that offense, there will be plenty of ball to go around. And I mean, there's not many guys for balls to go around anyway. Uh, Alan Lazar, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb. I think Christian Watson can step in and then be basically the number one or two at the bare minimum, or at least he'll be a number three if we're generous. Because I don't think Ooh. he has much competition on that roster at all. Ooh, okay, okay. That's why I picked him as number one. Ooh, I like I like Christian Watson number one. I feel like he is one of the most intriguing wide receivers just because uh, – let me back this up. I remember we sat together and watched, and watched the first round of the NFL draft. And I remember I was flipping out. I guess both of us were when Green Bay didn't select an offensive player in the first yeah. round. On Thursday night, yeah. Super we're like, confused. Okay. <laughs> Alan Lazard season, but then they come and they draft Christian Watson, who I thought was a really good player. However, comma, like what you said, there's like, how many times do you see a Devonte Adams like player? You know what I'm saying? True. And it makes me wonder if Christian Watson can be this player. I feel like given the situation, he can be that player though. I mean, like what you said, he's yeah. competing with Alan Lazard. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, Watkins Randall, the ghost of Randall Cobb and Robert Tunyon, who we don't even know if, it's, if he's going to even start the season because of his ACL tear. So I guess the problem for me is because Christian Watson and him being an NFL star and fantasy football relevant go hand in hand for him in the situation because yes. he's the only weapon. So he, in order for him to be a good 
fantasy football star, he has to be a good football star. It's like a high risk, high reward move with Christian Watson. I mean, you can't get one or the other here. <laughs> exactly. I would think because he's the number one option, I feel like he might be more relevant in fantasy football than he will be in the NFL because I can see him being a top 30 wide receiver, but I don't see him winning offensive rookie of the year next year. For sure. Yeah, because I think Christian Watson would get his opportunities, but he also is a rookie. So then he may, you know, make some mistakes here and there. Therefore, fantasy-wise, I think the targets will be there, like you said. Exactly. 100% agree. And I feel like his situation is like Kyle, Pitt, Kyle Pitts last year, where he was like pretty much the focal point of the offense and the passing offense. Yeah. Decent quarterback, but like couldn't really do much with the situation. But I would argue that his Watson's QB situation is better than Kyle Pitts mm. situation last year. So all you need to do is get on Aaron Rodgers' good side, I think. See, that's so true because, oh my goodness. Just imagine you drafting Christian Watson so high just for Alan Lazard to be the one. That, that, <laughs> that would be screwed in many ways. My goodness. Well, um, so would you agree that he would be a better fantasy football star or NFL star? I'll go fantasy for, for, for this upcoming year, at least. Nice. All right. So we both said fantasy. Moving on, I decided for my number one player, I would like to talk about a running back. Because I right. I was a little when I when he got drafted, I was pretty high on Brees Hall. Brees Hall is my player. Okay. And I was I was kind of nervous when he landed with the Jets because you know they had Michael Carter and I liked Michael Carter last year. And Ty well. Johnson as well. And Ty Johnson as well. They also and Tevin Coleman. And they still have Tevin <laughs> Coleman, right? And my concern is that, you know, this comes from the Kyle Shanahan offense. Yes. So they love to use every single running back possible. That they had a monster. Could be four. Four if they really wanted to. Robert Sala could play running back and do well. Okay. You know, anyone could play running back in that offense. But with that being said, Ryan, in terms of fantasy football, do you think Brees Hall will lead the Jets offense? Or the Jets, I guess, running back room? I don't want to touch it. He, it's funny because I have three running backs on my list of nine players. I, did, I didn't get 10 players, only have nine. But Brees Hall is not one of the names on there. Wow. Because I don't like the situations he's, he's in. Like, how do you draft him and then not, like, not know if he's going to play or not? Okay. I feel like this is the same situation that people got in last year when they were deciding to pick up Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell or Trey Sermon. Everyone went mm. with Trey Sermon. What happened? <laughs> Tell me what happened. Elijah Mitchell popped off. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, Can't I, do it. I like that. And risky. Another comparison is also like almost like an AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones type thing. Aaron Jones was drafted a little bit later, like fourth, fifth round talent. And then AJ Dillon comes in second round pick. And you're like, oh, it's AJ Dillon show. But the good thing about the, the, the Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon thing is that there's only two of them. True. So it's like one or the other type of deal. I think True. with the Jets and the Niners last year, it was like there were more running backs on the Niners roster last year, but people somehow narrowed it down to Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon when it came time for fantasy drafts. 
Mm, I can see. But then I, I feel see. like people are going to narrow it down to maybe two guys again with the Jets offense, but you're already picking two guys out of like three or four. Exactly. So I will say that this is like really good for the Jets with what they want to do in fantasy football. It is definitely more of a risk. I still think Brees Hall is going to be the RB1. So as of right now, I would roll the dice and actually say you that would. Brees Hall would be a better fantasy football star than NFL star. I would actually say the opposite. I would say because we can't trust him, I think he'll make an impact because of the way you know they use him. So there will be games he'll be impactful, but fantasy-wise, I think it's too risky. Nice. All right. Well, we had our first agreement and our first disagreement. Ryan, take it away with player number three. Go for it. I think what I'm going to do is instead of going down the list for this, the, my second player on my list, I am going to give you my top running back. Oh, okay. Okay. You want to take a guess? Is it Kenneth Walker? It is not Kenneth Walker. Wow. He, he also came from the second round. Uh huh. James Cook to the Buffalo Ooh, Bills. James. Hear me Cook. out, though. Hear me out. So, you know who else is a star in the NFL that was also drafted in the second round? He also Ooh. plays running back. His brother, Dalvin. Okay, but see, Dalvin Cook is a different type of player. James Cook is a different type of player. I think James Cook getting drafted puts Devin Singletary and Zach Moss on notice because the jury was already, okay, actually the jury was not out on it, but like people are disagreeing. And when it comes to the Bills, you don't know whether to draft Singletary or Zach Moss. It's always a debate in fantasy. On ESPN, Cook has already surpassed Zach Moss. He only has Singletary to beat out to get the number one spot. Um, I think Cook brings speed and reliable hands to his team. He has a 4-4-2, 40-yard dash. I think that's faster than both Singletary and Moss. He had 27 catches in a row without a drop last year. So that's 13.5 fantasy points in a row in a half-point PPR league. And I think that's not even it because James Cook is like a run after catch type of guy, you know, even mm. if he doesn't play three downs, he'll be impactful in real life and third down situations. And especially in fantasy, because he has a pass catching running back. Ooh, and I heard that he might actually be playing some wide receiver too. So they can like sprinkle in, still have single Terry as the running back, but have James Cook play that slot role. Exactly. Which would be very interesting because he's super versatile and I don't want to say I'm nervous, but I had James Cook coming out in like the third or fourth round. The third round, like the earliest fourth round was where I was comfortable, where an NFL team would take him, not in fantasy okay. football. So when you see the Bills actively pursue this guy in the second round for their pick. Technically the end of the second round. Pick 63. Second round. Yeah. They like him though. They do. They like him enough to pick him in the second round. With that being said, I, my only concern with him is usage. I think he's a very good piece for the Bills in terms of the real NFL because, you know, Stephon Diggs is also getting old. They just need to spread spread the ball out more. But will he get the reps is my question. I think maybe in the beginning he won't, but as time goes on, as long as he can prove that he has solid hands, I think they keep him in there. Oh, my goodness. Because the thing is, I think you have – I think Zach Moss is the bigger player. Right, the Devin yes. Singletary, yes. he gets the goal line touches. Ooh, okay. But I, I think he already got put 
like when they're in the red zone, I think Zach Moss is coming on the field, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I think Cook is like that player where you're you're trying to get those PPR points. Mm-hmm. So I think so, it's a different strat here. Oh my goodness. Because I'm going to ask you, so would you rather take 10 catches or three touchdowns? <laughs> Maybe 10 catches. Really, really? Because those 10 catches, he's a run after the catch type of guy. You don't know what can oh, okay, happen. True. It's like a Tyreek situation, okay, you know? True, true. I, I was thinking about that in a vacuum. Like, oh, 10 catches only, what, five points? And then, okay. I, okay. But I, I, see, I see where your concern is coming from, though. I think that if I had to pick one or the other between will he be a better NFL star or a fantasy football star, I will say fantasy football star. You say fantasy football. Yes. He will, he will do better fantasy football than he will do on the field. Cause I feel like it'll be too spread out on the field, but he'll have big plays for fantasy football purposes for him to be relevant. I, I think you convinced me enough. Cause I literally was about to go the opposite direction five seconds ago, because I was like, huh, this guy could be a Swiss army knife. But then I thought about what you just said. Swiss army knives don't work that well in the NFL unless you're a Debo. Dude, and he's not built like Debo, right? So he's not built like Debo. No. Oh, well, that at least we agreed again for that one. So now it is player number four. And I'm looking at my list and I'm just like, hmm, players I really want to talk about. I think. Oh, okay. Let's get spicy. We talked about some running backs. We talked about some wide receivers, or I guess one wide receiver. So let's go to another position. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. And I have. Kenny Pickett. So the first quarterback drafted, the only quarterback drafted in the first round, the first two rounds, he goes to Pittsburgh in a kind of crowded quarterback room. I say that because Mitchell Trubisky is there. He's clogging up the quarterback funnel. Okay. Okay. I guess my question is for Kenny Pickett is, is he going to start week one? Okay. To give you some background, Kenny Pickett is also on my list, but he is holistically or uh, he is ranked as last player. Perfect. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the most pro ready QB with the smallest hands. <laughs> I mean, highest floor, lowest potential, whatever label you want to put on him. But I think he will start. He will start week one. Yeah, he, he's pro ready. And you're telling me the most pro ready quarterback can't beat Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? Yeah, that's fair. That is 100%. You picked him in the first round. And if you really think yeah. about it, from like, if you take a step back and you look at it, the draft from like uh, the whole draft point of view, he's the only QB to be selected in the first two rounds. Correct. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like either the Pittsburgh Steelers were too high on him or everyone else saw the same thing and was like, pick it as the only guy. Man, see, this is why I wish that like Pittsburgh didn't pick him at the 20 because I I literally don't know if they viewed Kenny Pickett as if any other team viewed Kenny Pickett as like a first round talent. True. But I guess going back to Kenny Pickett, he has to start, in my opinion. If he doesn't start week one, like you messed up with Kenny Pickett because, like what you said, the only reason why he was drafted in the first round compared to every other quarterback was that he was the most pro ready. Mm-hmm. He is supposed to start week one, right? Yes. He was supposed to start week one. And I mean, we've seen Trubisky play. I, I, I don't think it's that nice. 
So I'm not trying to be mean, uh, you know. Uh-huh. I, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people would agree with this. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I'm kind of in that same boat as well. So I guess my our, this all leads down to the final question, which is like, are we gonna get Mac Jones 2.0? Are we gonna get Trevor Lawrence? Like, which 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 rookie quarterback as of late are we gonna get out of Kenny Pickett? Like a like a Derek Carr, his first year, but he didn't pop off either. So I can't like, answer this question. I think you can decide, but then I I will make it harder for you because I thought about this too, and then I just got too confused. He has the weapons for him. Najee Harris at running back, Deontay correct. Johnson, Clay Chase, Clay Chaypool, Claypool, uh, and uh, Pat Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. They also drafted a wide receiver as well in the second round. I think we'll talk about him later. Yes, they, they drafted another one. I, I I said he'll be a top 18 QB. <laughs> with, with the weapons he has, I was comfortable putting him at 18 or better, but I don't know what type or what recent rookie comparison we can give him in terms of production. With that being said, that's why I think he'll be a better NFL quarterback than a fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, that's for okay. sure. Yeah, that, and that's okay. Like, I feel like that's what the Steelers need. They don't care about fantasy football. They need a winning quarterback right now. So exactly. Yeah, better NFL quarterback there. All right, Ryan, who is next on your list? Who do I want to talk about? I mean, there's this guy that I feel, okay, I put this guy on my list. because I feel like he deserves a spot. Am I comfortable taking him? I don't know. Trey Lombergs, okay. wide receiver. Round one, pick 18 to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they traded away A.J. Brown, uh, and they drafted Traylon Burks with that pick, that, or the pick they got in return for trading away A.J. Brown. Traylon Burks' NFL comparison is Debo Samuel, right? Meaning that he could probably do a lot of things. And I think this situation is a little unique because there's two other guys that we haven't talked about yet, but I think he has a decent quarterback in Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has a proven receiver in Woods playing across from him, but Woods is not by any means like in the prime of his career, I think. So After I think he ACL was here too. Exactly. So I think he will surpass Woods as they're, uh, you know, at some point latest is the halfway mark season. Mm-hmm. I see. So peer volume type of deal here where it's kind of like there's no one left. Oh, see. Because my argument was, you know, they can't run the ball 40 times. But then I was just like, I'm stupid because but they can. They have Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, do you, it's like, how will this offense function, I guess, moving forward? I do think the volume is there with Traylon Burks. They draft, they trade away AJ Brown and drafted Traylon Burks for a reason, right? Yeah. So the volume will be there. Is he, but therefore, like I think, mm-hmm. oh, go, sorry, sorry, finish your thought. I just don't know if he's, if, he, he was talented, but is he talented enough? I'm not quite there yet. I'm leaning towards better fantasy player because he's going to have his place. Uh-huh. But in real life, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. I don't know how much of a real life impact he can make on like winning game, helping the Titans win games. But in fantasy, I think the volume will be there. So then it's a fantasy move. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I feel like, and see, part of like this whole judgment about like, oh, will he be good? Like in the NFL is like, you know, will the Titans make the playoffs this year, right? 
Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, you know, their division sucks. But it's also like they lost key pieces. Nothing yeah, screams yeah. like they're a really good team right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he'll be a better NFL or excuse me, a fantasy football player than an NFL player. Good pick. I actually did not even have Jalen Burks on my list. What? Wow. Yes, Disrespect. I had another player who was drafted in the first round, a wide receiver from the AFC, but the AFC West. It's Sky Moore. Oh, he was drafted in the first round, excuse me, but Sky Moore. He was drafted in the second round. He was drafted yeah. in the second round, excuse me. But he will be the wide receiver one, in my opinion, on what? Kansas City. Serious. 100%. That's why I have him on my list. He's the last receiver on my list. Last receiver on your list, but he still made your list, though, right? He, he made the list. He made the list, but isn't Sky Moore projected like to like his best fit is a slot? Correct. And? And. So then you're you're telling me they're going to kick Juju to the outside and put this guy in the slot. Remember when Juju had his really good year? Yeah. Where was he playing? He was playing number outside two as an outside. They only so who's, moved who's their number this. one? That's the better question. Because it really is it that, really Nicole Hardman. It's not. So I think I, I think Sky Moore will be the number one option, but in the slot, or at least play the Tyree the, the the Tyreek Hill role, or like the Justin Jefferson oh, role. Man. Like he, they just slot him in there, and oh, they have Juju. Gamble. They have Juju and Michael Hardman on the outside, and then and Juju MBS will be the featured is... outside. He is just he'll just run straight lines. You just run straight lines. Okay, <laughs> way to ruin a man's career. I don't understand the MBS signing, but it's okay. I well, I thought the MBS signing was to bring the speed back after you just lost speed. But then I'm I like, see. don't you have that in McCall Hardman or Nicole Hardman? They literally have like three different speedsters, which makes no sense. I think my only concern with Sky Moore is that remember when when um I want to go into like much detail. Remember when Tyreek Hill was going through those legal problems? Yes. And what did the Chiefs do? They drafted Mikkel Hardman in the second round, speedster to replace mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill in case. But you draft Mike? Do you draft Mikkel Hardman? You don't. You don't, right? So that's my only concern. It's like, did they just draft another Michael Hardman to replace Tyreek Hill? Or did, I, they, uh, actually, did they actually hit on a good replacement? I feel like it's kind of like a situation where obviously you want your second round pick to pan out, but Sky Moore doesn't need to pan out because mm-hmm. you have Juju, Michael Hardman, and uh, MVS on the roster. So you're not in a rush to be like, hey, Sky Moore, we're going to feed you the ball five times Ooh, okay. a game okay so that's why i feel like it could pay off very it could very well pay off but i think the chiefs don't have to rush this one which is why i think sky Moore is a better fantasy football option than nfl option because if he hits he hits you're right you're right and I if you get that. him in like the 12th round right like okay I, I drafted, you win your league, basically. You win your league, right? Like, I drafted Marvin Jones in the 12th round last year. What did that do? As, as a security blanket. The security blanket burned. <laughs> like, like, it makes no difference. Or I drafted also LaVishka Chanel. Yeah. Anyways. I told you not to draft him. Yeah, I know. I, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so that was, what, player number six? I think so. Six, maybe? I don't know. You, did you list three players already? I, I listed I, three. I listed three too. So we're on player number seven already. We are burning through this list. Go for it. All right. right. 
Uh, I got. I only have four more names on here, but might overlap with you. My third ranked player on here is Chris Olave. You know I love the guy. Ooh, Chris Olave. Round okay. one, pick eleven, New Orleans Saints. Um, I think. Yeah. Interesting QB situation here. Um, we've seen Jameis Winston and what he's capable of, so it's predictable. We know the floor is pretty high with Jameis Winston, but the potential is not the highest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Um, I think Chris Olave is a very fluid route runner. I've said this many times, great hands, and he's coming in a situation where he will be the number two receiver because Mike Thomas is already the number one. Uh, I think Olave has the skill set to be a number one, but it eases a lot of pressure off of him being the number two. Uh, I think here we have a like a yin and yang type of situation because everyone likes to call Mike Thomas slant boy, right? But now they have Olave who runs every route, not just the slant. Mm, I see, I see. Okay. And I think his quarterback situation, I mean, it's not ideal with Jameis Winston, but it's not the worst. Like I, there's another guy later. Like I mean, the Falcons situation is worse. Mm-hmm. Ooh, see, you bring up a really good point because I feel like the Falcon situation is a lot different because of this one fact that when Jameis Winston is under center, he's gonna throw the ball. Whether or not it's accurate is up to him, but he will throw the ball. Hence, his thirty thirty season. The ball's coming out. <laughs> yeah, the, the ball's gonna come out. Whether he's or there not to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah yeah he ain't, he ain't about that that hybrid or that the um the dual threat no 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 no, no. he's a quarterback, you know he's a quarterback. so he will throw the ball so garrett wilson will get his touches my concern i don't even have a concern to be honest if michael thomas plays chris Olave will do well if michael thomas doesn't play not ready chris Olave will still do well he'll get more exactly get more usage it's, it's, it's a situation where I think fantasy-wise it's better because if James Winston is your quarterback, you are going to be force-fed the ball. Even if you're doubled cover, you will have a shot at the ball. Exactly. Heck, 100%, triple. yeah. You'll triple. still get a shot. doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then oh, you have to start playing defense because <laughs> the interception, so now you have to run and tackle. A versatile player. Makes the I whole agree team with you more versatile. I agree with you 100%. I think he will be a... I think he'll be a really good player in general, but a very, very good fantasy asset and probably a really highly drafted wide receiver, in my opinion. The Saints will be a really sneaky team then tomorrow. So I have two players left. I guess I could kind of talk about. Only two? Well, I mean, because I have this pick, I have this player, then my last player. So I have to narrow down my list a little bit on who I want to talk about. Okay. So, ooh, okay. You want to spice this up a little bit. I don't think you have this player on your list, but did you know that the Cleveland Browns drafted? I, I, I don't have this guy. The Cleveland Browns drafted a wide receiver. Mr. By Bell. the name of? David Bell. David Bell. Bell. Okay. Yes, he played out of Purdue. Where are we going with this? He was a third round pick, pick 99. Okay. So you're like, where, where am I going with this, right? Like, it's, it's, it's the Browns. I but mean, there's Amari the Cooper there. There's Amari Cooper, and then who else? I mean, potentially Deshaun Watson. We don't know. As of, as of now, it could be Baker. We do not know. So if it was Deshaun Watson, would you want a share of the passing offense? Let, let's check the depth chart. 
we have Amari Cooper, Donovan uh-huh. Peoples Jones, uh-huh. Anthony Schwartz. Okay. Jakeem Gray. Okay. Okay. I I I, I can kind of see where you're going with this. David Bell yes. could be the third guy on the offense. His comparison was Zay Jones coming out of the draft. But are you worried that the Browns are a run first offense? Even they, with Deshaun. They will be, but they will throw. They still have to throw the ball. And the best part is, wait for it, they'll be accurate. Whoa. So the passing, so it's, you know, sure. it's not so, just so the you don't throw steps. a pass for like two years and you're accurate. I think so. With okay. Deshaun Watson, with how I think Deshaun Watson's a really good player. I think he'll be more accurate than Baker Mayfield. And Mayfield practices every day. How come he hasn't approved? Oh, man. <laughs> I will check up on you tomorrow night to see if you wake up. Did you, oh, my goodness. So this is like a really quick sidetrack, but we'll talk about this. You know, uh, there's a report on, so the, you know, the day after Odell's dad posted the video, the Baker oh, Mayfield uh, missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, someone showed a player on the Browns the video. Well, he was okay. like, oh, did you see this video yet? Of, of like Baker missing. And he was just like, why do I have to watch the video if I see it on the field every day during oh, practice? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to add field to this, no one wants to trade for Baker, I feel. No one does. He thought he, I'm pretty sure he thought he had a better market for him. Walking into the office, I demand a trade. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no takers. <laughs> like we've, we've been trying. It's, it's not an us thing. We don't want you either. God, even a Browns fan, the guy in our fantasy league doesn't even like Baker. Well, I mean, you know, if you have to pick between Baker and Deshaun, I mean, I mean, off the field issues aside, like if you have to pick, I mean, obviously you're going to pick Deshaun Watson. So I understand why he would dump Baker so fast. But I feel like even before Browns fans were already looking like, oh, who in the draft can we draft to replace Baker? Yes. If there was no Deshaun. Yeah, like someone low-key, right? Because you like, you know, like you can't you can't be like, oh, I hate Baker. So like, you know, like low-key quarterback. And I feel like also because they're like a running team, they run the ball like a million times. And like, you know, yeah. Baker's imperfections are hidden. Okay. Anyways, let's let's finish off this list. We went on a tangent. Ryan, this is your last player that you want to talk about for sure, because I get the last pick. Ryan, who is your last player that you absolutely positively want to talk about? Oh man. Okay, I think I have to got to be a little biased because the other two guys, uh, the other two guys I have is Kenneth Walker and Drake London. But I feel like you're going to see these two guys on every list if you search up who to draft, right? So then I will skip to a guy that the Raiders drafted, Zamir White. Okay. Hear hear me out here. I, I love how I have to say hear me out every time I see your face after I say a name. Round four, pick 122. Hurts me to say this, but I think Samir White will be a sleeper pick because of Josh Jacobs' inability to play a full season. You're not worried about uh, what's that guy's name, Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake is probably still injured. I mean, mean? okay, all jokes aside, he he is practicing, practicing, but I mean, we don't know how well, you know, how how he looks. Because he broke, broke, I think he broke his ankle. The man broke, I think he like tore his ACL. He's like broken every single bone in your lower body. That's that, that yes, yes. So then my thing here is that Zamir White is the exact same player as Josh Jacobs. They're both like 
power running backs. Mm -hmm. The only difference I think we mentioned about it was that White has top end speed. He can get the touchdown while Jacobs probably cannot get the touchdown, but he's more agile. So he can like move around a little bit and probably make a few cuts or whatever. I know what I'm getting at here though, is that white will have a chance to shine when Jacobs goes down this season. And I, and they did not pick up Jacobs fifth year option is because I don't think they're planning to re-sign Jacobs. I think, okay. So here's, here's, here's my opinion on this and we'll move on. They literally are like, Hey, you need to play 16 or 17 games this season. Yeah. We drafted you to be a good running back, to be a durable running back. I was like, literally, like, I feel like what was like the whole point about drafting Josh Jacobs was that he was a durable running running back who didn't have a lot of mileage. Yes, he was talented. Mm -hmm. Right. He was supposed to stay on the field and he hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. So they don't pick up his fifth year option and they draft a running back. And they're like, hey, if you can't do it this year, we literally have your replacement right here. Exactly. It's a prove. It's a legitimate prove it year for him. I think so. With that being said, I think this is the best year ever to draft Josh Jacobs and to draft White. Oh, because if it doesn't pan out, you have White. And if it does pan out, you have Jacobs. So it's it's like a bet. Exactly. You have a solid handcuff. Josh Jacobs always gets hurt. I feel like this offense is going to be in the lead. I hate, it hurts me to say this, but I'm going to appreciate the Raiders this year. They're going to be up in a couple of games. They're going to be in a lot yeah, of competitive Super games. Champs, they yeah. will run the ball a lot. You have Devontae Adams. Again, this offense is going to be really good. There'll be a lot of scoring opportunities. You want a share of this offense. And if that means drafting a handcuff just in case Josh Jacobs goes down, you don't want Zemir White. on. You're playing against him. One week, it's two touchdowns. Now, how you feel, right? Drafted Josh Jacobs exactly. and grabbed his, his handcuff. True. got Kenyon Drake, who's still, you know, a hospital bed true true so i think you can get white for cheap too exactly 100 percent. which is why i think which is weird to sound but i guess it's weird to say i think zamir white's gonna be really good value in fantasy this year yes and and jacobs too because i don't think jacobs going that high exactly i feel like it's like a really budget like again like josh jacobs is still a top 12 running back in terms of fantasy if you really give him the opportunities to shine yeah so that's just how who's I your last it. guy Ooh, my last guy is actually going to be. Doo, 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 doo. I have two players I'm eyeing. Mm. I will go with because we already talked about the Steelers. So I don't want to talk about George Pickens. So we'll talk about another guy. And his name is John Mechie. Who is he? John Mechie is drafted by the Texans. Okay. He will slot in, in my opinion. Oh, Alabama. Alabama, correct. He also tore his ACL, I think a year, a year after, or not a year after, like a month after or before Jameson Williams tore his. Okay. Which is why he fell so hard in the draft. Okay. In my opinion, I think, now is he going to be an immediate fancy football star? Maybe not. But you can probably get him for cheap. If he plays this year, who is he competing with? Brandon Cooks? I think Snap? it's just Brandon Cooks. Exactly. I had a guess. And Davis Mills is not a bad quarterback by any means. Let's see. Brandon Cooks and Chris Conley. Exactly. And you know, honestly, honorable mention, they drafted a running back. His name is Damian Pierce in like the third or fourth round. Who is okay. he competing with? Damian Marlon Pierce? Mack. Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. You really think they're going to beat him out? 
Oh, I think if Marlon Mack drafted. doesn't get in, injured, it's going to be a tough time. But if Marlon Mack gets injured, like like history has shown, then yeah, Damian Pierce, all yours, man. So you could draft him like the twelfth round, and you literally get a starting running back on a not okay bad offense, right? So just something to think about. I think these are good football moves for now, but the reason why I bring them up is because I think in the future we might be talking about these two players completely differently and they might be on the radar. I think so. I, I, I got a question here. Mm-hmm. I searched him up. He was drafted in the CFL as well. Who? John Mechie. Oh, really? Literally this year, round seven, pick 59, CFL draft 2022. Huh, that's interesting. That's why I'm just like, interesting. <laughs> he had a backup plan this whole time. He did. I think he's still he's still on the team. Okay, well, well whatever, right? Yeah. Dual, dual sport athlete. Uh, yeah, he was he was ranked as the number one Canadian prospect, but he was drafted at fifty nine. No, nothing yes. makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It's the Canadian. It's the CFL. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, no, no, nothing makes sense. Okay. Okay. Is that it from you? That is it for me. Same here. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the NFL. Share the podcast with your friends and follow us on Twitter at That's the T2020. We'll catch you guys again next week when we talk about the current condition of the four teams in the AFC North. And that's the T. That's the T. Take care, y'all.